Welcome to the Shoot or Pass podcast. This is one of your hosts, Chevy. And yes, I am back in the driver's seat this week. If you haven't already, check out our 2020 NBA Draft recap episode where our very own college experts, Cody Ginn and John Klowatz, joined Robbie for a very solid recap episode. As always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and for our global listeners in India, hopefully you're listening on the Ghana or Jio7 app as well. And let me go ahead and welcome in the gang. We have reunited once again. Robbie, Gabe, welcome back to the Shooter Pass podcast. How are y'all doing? It's been a minute. I missed you guys. I did. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that. you did, but it's okay. We're here now. What do you mean? I yeah. was talking about y'all up and down the last she podcast. Was, uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Saying nothing like but dirty. nice things about you two. Mm-hmm. I felt like she was cheating on a shit, but it's okay. We still love her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that worked out. Wait, it sounds like it sounds like you had a good time. Tell tell us about the draft episode. Just tease it a little bit, you know. John, Cody, Listen, great guys, right? I gotta tell you guys, Cody and Glow came in firing with some hot takes. So if you haven't listened to it yet, guys, definitely go listen to it. Episode forty three, NBA draft recap super good um cody was actually kind of leading our nba draft coverage on Mm -hmm. baselinetimes.com he had a bunch of previews he did a live blog on draft night and was doing a pick-by-pick analysis which was awesome and then he did like a post-draft recap and and uh it was it was awesome it was awesome he they, they were both great uh, but you know, you know, it's it's not the same as my OG crew, you know, Gabe without the mic, Chevy with his new iPhone, you know. <laughs> oh man, and, yeah. And so... like free agency has been kind of nuts. It has crazy. So yeah, I'm like ready to get into this shit. Yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. I was excited to, to definitely think about everything I could just talk about possibly, and we can go on for hours with this, just the way things have developed so far. But uh, no, I, those guys were great, and you know what? They're passionate college football fans. Uh, Cody's big on college basketball. John is as well. John focuses more on Northeast uh, college sports. So, Gabe, you and I can reason with this. We're not really much the college, you know, sports fans, but those guys are diehard. They know what they're talking about. So yeah, kudos to those guys. I'm glad mm-hmm. that they were on that show and. I, I got to agree with Cody. If you guys haven't listened to Timberwolves, man, he just blew them apart. I mean, they just can't get it right during draft time. So for sure, for sure. Um, As always, you guys can find us here at Baseline Times on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, You can see some of the fabulous things that we talk about here and highlight them on these episodes. And you can find me at Baseline Chevy on Twitter. Robbie Gabe, where can the people find you guys at? At Robin Hood with an H and a Y on Twitter and Instagram. Gabe XL, both platforms, you already know. Yes, sir. And um, so, yeah, we're going to get into some great topics here. Obviously, free agency has popped off. I mean, pretty incredible how quickly we've turned this around, right? Like, right. We just met two months ago. Not even like two months ago, like a month and a half ago, we were talking about the NBA champions at Los Angeles Lakers. And now we're like, oh, crap, it's going to be NBA season. By the way, I think we were kind of wrong about, you know, the season starting so early because a lot of, I think us three kind of agreed. Yeah, we said it wasn't starting till next year. <laughs> yeah, so about that, we're here. I mean, but we're excited. I think obviously with so much going on in the world, uh, especially here in the states, you know, with COVID cases rising up in different areas. Obviously, we are, we would like everyone to be safe, but I guess I'm going to be greedy. I'm going to admit it. 
screw it. You know, I'm, I love that basketball is coming back. And even if it's in <laughs> the home cities, you know, they're able to play the games in our home city. That's still pretty uh, amazing thing to see. So I'm going to be the greedy sports fan here on my podcast. Fuck it. I agree. I'm glad it's back. <laughs> that both basketball and football will still overlap each other. That we have a lot of things to, you know, yes. into. so I don't absolutely. Think- I hope they I hope they make it through the season. I really do yes. because with the way that college football has gone, it's been a hot mess. I mean, games are getting postponed left and right. The NFL has yes. gone better, but you know, I don't know. I guess I trust Adam Silver more than I trust the other Right, players, right. So. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm that's, that's that's definitely what what we have better insight of. The NBA does shit a little bit right. More than the NFL, and yeah, kudos to the NFL though, because I, I they've really kind of gotten their shit together with the concern here and there, but it hasn't really rescheduled or postponed games. And I think we're we're gonna kind of see that too with the NBA. Maybe it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and supposedly they're gonna roll out like a first half, you know, schedule and a second half depending on the way it goes. So we'll know about the schedule up until about it sounds like March, February, March, and then we'll find out the second half of the schedule uh, later on in the year, I suppose. But um. Yeah, guys, we're here. Gabe, by the way, did you did you invest in a new mic yet? You know, Tommy Freeze Pops gave you a hard time on the last episode that we were together. Did you get the damn the mic? Or, or am I going to have to buy you one for Christmas? <laughs> you seem to forget that I don't give a shit what people think about me. So the short answer, hell no, I didn't get a mic. But, Whoa. Um, but, um, but um, next month, I'm going to invest in a mic. So this will sound a lot better on the podcast. But yeah, please, please don't get twisted. I don't give a shit what people think about me. Come on, guy. I'm an Android guy. Come on. Come Everybody on. needs to go on at GabeXL on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter <laughs> and just be like, Gabe, get a mic. DM him, comment, whatever you, know you gotta what? do. The funny thing about that is that they've been trying to get me to get an iPhone for how many, how many years now, Chevy? And it's not it's never <laughs> happened. It's never happened. I was about four years, yeah. I mean, yeah. come on, man. Like Oh, you know, you know what's funny now? My my daughter actually wants an iPhone. I was so mad at her. I was like, really? This is what we're doing now? We're doing this? You want an iPhone? Somebody taught her right. Somebody taught her right. Maybe her, her, her uncle. Whatever. Her uncle taught well, her right. They all got iPhones and, you know, they all Republicans. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> oh, boy. Speaking of iPhones, Chevy, word on the street is that you locked yourself in a room with your brand new iPhone. <laughs> Wow. All last week. So give us your first impressions Dude, of the I, new I, iPhone. Yeah, that sounds bad. That sounds bad. I, I, man, well, I mean, I couldn't lock my, yeah. I, I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't do that with, with having a one-year-old <laughs> running around and, and a wifey. Uh, Disgusting. That's, yeah, I'd probably have my neck off for that one. But uh, uh-huh. the good news is I am enjoying it. I mean, this Pacific Blue on this Pro Max. Uh, it's, you know, if you're an avid Apple fan, this is this is worth it. You know, the last couple of phones, if you've had, uh, Rob, you had the 10. So, I mean, the 10 really is an upgrade until you get to the 12 Pro Max. So, immaculate phone, great phone. I love it. I mean, you know, Gabe's just going to be a, a continuous hater. But Gabe does pop up every now and then on, on his uh, burner accounts, <laughs> his burner iPhones, and talks to you in the group chat. So, oh, yes. Gabe low-key loves iMessage. So, I, I no, I don't. It's the same you low-key do, bro. You just do regular text messages. <laughs> What's the difference? A green fucking bubble. Yeah, it's like, a, it's it's a beautiful phone, by the way, guys. It's if I haven't said already, I, I'm gonna put my. It's beautiful. Uh, I'm gonna get my little Donald Trump on. It's beautiful. Gabe's, you. you're just a hater. Okay? You know what, Gabe? And I know you're gonna probably hit on something else in one of our shooter pound ra- uh, rounds here. So, okay. uh, shooter pass rounds. So I know you're gonna hate. So, we're prepared today for I'm you. Very objective. You notice? I'm a realist. I told you guys that. R e a l i s. No t. <laughs> a realist. 
shoot or pass all right we're gonna go ahead and get into our shoot or pass round here you guys know the drill if we agree with the statement we will shoot if we disagree with the statement we will pass and robbie according to last episode i listened to it sounds like some guys were getting kind of creative there with the you know the floater the lay-in the drive bunny layups yeah they were you know. yeah i was like wow you know what <laughs> we gotta get a little creative too here so shoot or pass we're back here for a free agency episode and a free agency round the first shooter pass here fred van vliet did not get a fair deal in his new contract with the tampa bay raptors <laughs> apologies toronto <laughs> robbie shooter pass oh this is pat this is a pass here okay uh while we probably he probably could have gotten paid more and i'm actually surprised we didn't see actual offers come out from other teams i do know that the knicks and the pistons apparently showed some interest but considering how quick this de deal seemed to get done it doesn't seem like there was much bidding going on over him you know four years 85 million dollar deal to stay i guess this season in tampa bay uh he's now the highest paid undrafted player and masai remains a fucking genius here because the way this deal is structured makes it so that the raptors preserve some cap space for next summer's free agency market van fleet is getting 21.25 mil in his first year and then it's going to go down eight percent in year two and then obviously it'll go back up for the last two years of his deal and he's got that player option on the last year of his deal too i'd say it's fair the raptors now have their foundation and they have room for a potential max slot next offseason i mean if i'm a canadian i'm not really complaining right now COVID isn't as bad up there they've got fred van fleet you know things are okay not too bad except you had to play in florida but you know, uh, your players might all get caught they all might get covid because florida <laughs> so, florida's just on another planet they don't know what i don't i can't uh, i have no words uh, left just well just well <laughs> shooter path gabe since she's selling out florida now <laughs> there we go no i'm gonna go shoot um like robbie said he could have got more but maybe for uh for van vliet maybe it's more of a comfort thing it's like all right you go with the team you know it you know you're comfortable where you are and, um, you know, he could have got more, obviously. He's an undrafted G-leaguer. You know, he's not even $85 million. So, you know, sometimes it's just about being in the right place and, you know, whatever makes you feel good. You know, um, I said last time on our podcast when the playoffs were going, he was the best player on the Raptors team. You know, without him, I feel like the Raptors mm -hmm. were destroyed by uh, many teams throughout the run. But yeah. um, I, I, feel, I feel like, you know, it's not overpaid and he's not underpaid. I feel like he's right where he should be. And like you said, kudos to the general manager. You know, if you want to build a team, you can't overpay these guys, which most teams do. And then, what, five years down the road, you're stuck with a whole bunch of bad contracts. So I'm sure it was a mutual agreement, you know, and they, and they felt like, okay, look, we're going to build for the future. You know, we'll, we'll hook you up now. You know, maybe in a couple of years, we'll, we'll revisit this again and give you a better contract. But I feel like it was a fair deal, so I'm going to shoot on it. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go ahead here and pass on the idea of it not being a fair deal. But I got to say, and just to echo, you know, a little bit of you, Robbie, especially with your, you know, Messiah Jury, you know, it's a culture. And I think he's created a great culture in uh, Toronto. I like the idea that the Raptors can keep him, especially. I, I don't mind him losing Serge Ibaka. I like the Raptors keeping Fred Van Vliet and making him the priority of this offseason. And thank God, and thank you, 
Fred VanVleet for not going to the New York Knicks just to collect <laughs> a paycheck or to collect more money. I mean, th- this is an ideal situation for him. And by the way, Gabe, you mentioned him being a, a you know G League undrafted player. He's also an NBA champion, and he played a huge role in that you know run to the championship there, knocking down some big shots, especially in the NBA Finals. So it's not like this guy is just sitting on the bench as a sixth man. I mean, he's emer- and arguably, I think he's the best. He was the best player in the NBA bubble for the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> so. Job well done, and you know, job, you know, job earned. You know, you job well done, I should say, and you you earned that contract uh, all the way. So yes, I just think that the the culture is shifting to the point where these guys are coming to their senses and saying, "Look, I'm in a winning position here." You know, the Toronto Raptors are poised, or Tampa Bay this year, they're poised to go in a direction to still compete for its NBA championship and the Eastern Conference. So why not? You know, why not stick with it? And then you have great guys around you, like Kyle Lowry, Siakam has a little bit more room to work with now. In my opinion, that Ibaka is out. OG Anunoby is on the upcome. Um, so yeah, that's, I, I definitely got to go ahead and say thank you, Fred VanVleet, for not going to the New York Knicks. Thank you. Shoot or pass? The Los Angeles Lakers roster, as it stands today, is better than the roster that just won the NBA Finals. And Gabe, I'm gonna go to you on this one. Shoot or pass? There's no hate here, just so you know. Uh, I'm gonna say shoot. Okay. I'm gonna say shoot. Obviously, well, Harold. You got to. <laughs> Harold, he shits on anything McGee ever did. So if you're gonna compare those guys, fine. Harold destroys them. Schroeder is better offensively than Rondo will be. He's Rondo's better defensively. Also, better move. Now, when you get down to Gasol and Wes Matthews, the numbers are pretty even. I mean, Gasol mm-hmm. averaged seven, six, and three through 26 minutes a game last season. Howard was seven and seven at 18 minutes a game per season, uh, last season. Then when you go to West Matthews, he was seven points in 24 minutes. Danny Green, eight points in 20 minutes. So those those bumps cancel each other out. But yes, the simple fact that you added Harold, a proven bench scorer, you know, six man of the year candidate, obviously, and winner, and uh, Schroeder, who's more talented offensively for when, let's say, LeBron sits or even Anthony Davis sits, a guy who can command their offense and lead it. Yeah, they're definitely better now than the championship roster they had last season. So, yeah, shoot. Robbie, shoot or pass? I'm also going to shoot here. And, you know, it's like Gabe said. They seem to have an answer for every player they lost. Rajon Rondo left to the Hawks? Bring on Dennis Schroeder. Trade Danny Green? What's good, Wesley Matthews? Purple and gold will never get old for KCP? But it will for Dwight Howard and JaVel McGee. Good riddance. Bring on LA's biggest double agent, Montrez Harrell, and make room for the other Gasol, bro. There's no doubt that the defensive ceiling the Lakers reached last season was wild. And you know what? Maybe perhaps they don't quite reach that with these acquisitions. But they've definitely improved offensively. And and they have better pieces around LeBron and AD so that, you know, they're able to, uh, you know, do what they like to do. Keep missing practices and do their very best load management throughout the regular season. You know, I think this is the first time we've all agreed on maybe a, a Laker topic <laughs> in general. Uh, because, I mean, it's obvious. You got to shoot on it. Yeah, you guys did a very good job. And, Begrudgingly uh, shooting. Like, I'm, I'm shooting, but I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, the players are way better than what they took out. It's like, it's easy. It's no yeah, I, I was, yeah, I, you got to shoot. So it's glaringly obvious, you know, definitely. I don't know. We'll talk about Trez here in a little bit, especially with the, the Clippers and Lakers here in a little bit. Uh, shoot or pass, the Milwaukee Bucks actually dodged a bullet in not signing Bogdan Bogdanovich. Robbie, shoot or pass? 
Wow, what what a hot mess this thing became. Mm -hmm. and, and the crazy thing is, we're probably never gonna know for sure why this deal fell through. Was it because it leaked? Was it because maybe Bogdan realized that maybe he wouldn't be getting as much money once the Bucks got Drew Holiday on board? All in all, I'm gonna say pass here because Bogey is a lot better than Dante DiVincenzo and even though they brought in Drew Holiday, who will definitely make a good impact, and, you know, maybe we do see DJ Augustin and Bobby Portis fill the void in the backcourt, is this enough for Giannis to stay in Milwaukee versus coming to Miami next season? No. The Bucks fumbled the bag. They really did. They fumbled <laughs> the bag. And I'm telling you, it... If Giannis was undecided before, I think he already knows that he's leaving. Well, you covered most of what I would say, so I'm also going to pass. Uh, like I said, maybe didn't didn't, didn't the Bucks also release Ilya Sova um, as well? So I just feel like the more shooters they got, or they could they could have used his services, but like I said, maybe the money wasn't adding up for him, or maybe he just didn't like what he saw. But he did want to test the free agent waters first. So I don't know if it was like a handshake agreement or just like a wink-wink agreement or whatever the case may be. It's a confusing situation. We got to get to the details and see what actually happened. But definitely passed. I don't think, you know, it would have been life or death if they had gotten him. So. Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to go pass on that too. Um, I, I think he, I think he's a good player. He's obviously sought after by a couple of teams. So he's a hot ticket this free agency period, right? Um, he's an upgrade over like an Ilya Sova. So... You know, he's a guy that's just going to be there and be able just to just, you're going to find him open, knock down shots. Just, that's what he does, you know, and one of the best things that he does. Um, so, yeah, I got to pass that. It's, it's not the, like a dog bullet, to, so to say, but I mean, I don't know. The Bucks, you know, they'll, they'll fit. They'll, they've re replaced their uh, roster pretty well. You know, Bobby Portis and, you know, Augustine, the, the signs you just mentioned there, Robbie, actually, you know, they, they moved on. I think they did a pretty good job. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pass on that one. All right, shoot or pass. We are about to bear witness to a career renaissance by Gordon Hayward in Charlotte. Gabe, shoot or pass. Hard pass. Hard <laughs> pass. Michael Jordan, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what the, the the funny thing about this situation, right, is Scary Terry, right? He escaped Boston due to all the egos <laughs> and all the players they have in their roster, right? Okay, it's not enough balls for me to, you know, not enough balls to go around. Hey, I'm out. See you later. So once he gets to Charlotte, Devontae Graham ends up becoming the alpha. So I was like, damn. And then even Miles Bridges, you know, he becomes, uh, you know, a, a decent player. So and now you have LaMelo, and then you add Hayward to the mix. Like, Jordan, what are you doing? The dude's 30 years old. It's, it's very reminiscent of the Nicholas Batum contract, but he was younger at the time. His was five years at 120, you know, and Gordon is four years at 120. So it's like... Hayward, he won't have a renaissance there because it's too, it's too many guys to feed the ball to. And I think, ultimately, he's going to damper the development of the young guys. So it's like, you know, is he going to have a ball in his hands every play? Or LaMelo, is he going to be off the bench? Is he going to start? It's just too much going on there. And Jordan, I, I strictly believe he signs guys for names because I don't, I don't, that's not a good fit, and especially for a 30-year-old coming off the foot injury that he had, so hard pass there will be no renaissance of gordon hayward in charlotte shooter pass robbie lamau <laughs> pass 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 the fucking ball i saw this tidbit on reddit that said gordon hayward has twice as many 120 million dollar contracts 
as he has all-star selections. Wow. Look, he doesn't wow. he doesn't suck. We saw his impact for the Celtics versus Miami's Zone D in the Eastern Conference Finals, but come on, let's be real. We are not about to see 2017 Gordon Hayward That's ever dumb. again. I think that if they would have gotten him for a better price, it would have been a good move because he is he can still be a productive player. But it's like Gabe said, this is just another terrible contract by the Hornets. Yeah, I, I can absolutely agree with both of you. Uh, we will all collectively throw those passes because, <laughs> I mean, there isn't much more to say. I, I wholeheartedly agree Something with they you. won't be doing it, Charlotte. <laughs> We're like playing hot potato with a ball on this one. We're just tossing it yeah, to each other. We, we definitely are. <laughs> all right, shooter pass. Zion Williamson is being set up to fail with the free agency signings the New Orleans Pelicans have made. Robbie, shooter pass. Mm, hmm, I, I think I'm going to go pass here. What is the starting lineup going to be for the Pelicans next season? Lonzo, B.I., Bledsoe, Zion, and Ingram Steven also. Adams. And then you've got, right, Brandon Ingram. You got, well, I yeah, I said B.I. Uh, you got J.J., Hill, Hart. I mean, it's not the worst team around him. The spacing, perhaps, can be a problem, but... I hope their defense improves because even with Drew Holiday, these teams, other teams were like crawling to the basket for layups with no problems last season. And, and I mean, this is another team that is hoarding draft picks, or at least it appears they are. So they might be playing the long game here because the next few drafts, like we talked about in our last episode, are going to be way better than this one. So maybe they're biding their time a bit. I, I like Stan Van Gundy, and I think he's mm -hmm. definitely going to do a better job at managing yes. Zion's minutes. So, if anything, he has that going for himself this absolutely, season. Absolutely, absolutely. How about you, Gabe? Shoot or pass? Yeah, I'm also going to pass. I mean, you signed some veterans. You got Adams, Blesso, and Willie Hernan, Hernan Gomez, who's very underrated. He's a good shooter, actually, and actually a good rebounder. This doesn't move the needle forward or backwards. You know, they still have Lonzo, like we mentioned. They have Ingram for continuity. And, you know, they're going to go with more veteran leadership. So I just feel like this doesn't get them out of the spot they're already in. So, and like you said, you got Stan Van Gundy. He's the big man whisperer, right? <laughs> he had Dwight yeah. Howard. He had Andre Drummond. So I'm sure he's going to put Zion through some type of at least conditioning program or some type of, you know, something to keep him fresh the whole year. So that way, you know, he's not as injury prone or, you know, just out of shape as he appears to be on TV. I feel like he will be the biggest reason why Zion will be better next season. But as far as the signings they got, yeah, it doesn't really do anything for me. They'll be in the same spot. There's already pictures of Zion looking thinner, so... I saw those too, yeah. So I feel like the stands are already working on him, even though he probably hasn't met him yet. <laughs> yeah, facts, facts. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pass on this one as well. Um, yeah, adding the veteran leadership definitely helps. And, you know, while they, they did lose Derek Favors, so he went back reportedly to Utah, uh, then reportedly, you know, Jaleel Okafor has agreed to a two-year deal with the Detroit, Detroit Pistons. Uh, you're looking at adding George Hill on the bench and then, you know, Eric Bledsoe. I mean, yeah, I I, I like how they have had this set up. Um, they signed Willie Hernan Gomez. Um it's just signings and, and you know, Steve Adams as well, right? So there's mm -hmm. signings and these trades they've made. It doesn't overshadow. It doesn't look to start the growth of a Zion Williams, right? He can still be this focus in the centerpiece. But next to him, you have some veteran leadership, you know, and Steve Adams as a big man. And then you have the George Hill as well. 
So, and Stan McGunn is, is basically one of my favorite coaches of all time. So, you know, shout out to Stan. I think he's going to turn this team around, absolutely. And they're going to compete. Yeah, the Western Conference is gonna, it's looking looking like a series. You know, that bottom half, I would say, C six through eight, is going to be really difficult to, to get to and, and mm-hmm. compete very competitive. Facts. All right. Shoot or pass. The Miami Heat's free agency signings of Avery Bradley and Mo Harkless are under underwhelming. Game, you are very vocal about these free agency signings. Shoot or pass on this. See, I'm I'm, I'm going to pass. Initially, I was like, this these are stupid signings. They're dumb. Mm. But when you realize, when you think about it, it's like, okay, Jay Card. I was like, no, why why let him go? He can shoot threes. Blah 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 blah. He's a skill guy. He has one skill. You shoot three easy, you play defense. You can find these guys anywhere. And that's exactly what they did. Probably at a cheaper rate, is obviously, with Avery Bradley and Mo Harkless. And Mo Harkless is a taller, and he's probably a better defender. He's probably not as a good as shooter as Crowder is, but he's pretty much our Jay Crowder replacement. So, like I said, at first I was like, oh, this is so dumb. But the main thing to take away from this is that we kept our core intact. You know, Jimmy Butler threatened Goran to resign, or he killed him, or some shit like that. Um... <laughs> um, also, I did see something about, uh, I think I saw it today where Adebayo was getting an extension. I thought that would come later, but it, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing they know what they're doing, obviously, but I thought that would come later in case you wanted to, you know, be in the Giannis uh, sweepstakes. But uh, as far as the question, yeah, I'll definitely pass on it. It's, it's not bad as it was initially to me. So mm. I'm, I'm actually good with it. We got guys to replace Crowder and they'll do the same exact thing at a cheaper price. Hmm. Well, clearly Gabe overreacted, Robbie. How about you as a Heat fan? I did. Shoot or pass I did. On that? <laughs> I'm very glad that you came to your senses, Gabe, oh, really? because you already know I will tolerate absolutely no slander <laughs> on the Godfather and his free agency moves <laughs> on this podcast. This is a no slander Pat Riley podcast. <laughs> Signed, sealed, delivered. Obviously, I'm going to pass here. Look, did I shed a tear after drinking some glasses of wine and finding out that Jay Bay Crowder left to the Phoenix Suns? Maybe. And then I immediately told Audio Man, I need you to take me to a Heat Suns game whenever the fuck we can go to games (laughs) again, okay? Both of these signings addressed, like Gabe said, they were on the cheap, guys you could probably find anywhere, but they addressed one of our biggest defensive issues at the guard and forward positions. Mm -hmm. And then we drafted Precious... Precious. Who is going to hopefully become another precious big guy along with Bam. <laughs> and the most important thing, like Gabe said, we got the dragon back, we extended Bam, and we are set for next offseason for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh. I'm here for it. This gets Robbie's seal of approval. Apparently, mm-hmm. it's getting Gabe's seal of approval. <laughs> what I don't know is... Does Avery Bradley play the season? Because he opted out of the bubble and is moving to Miami. And we just mentioned how Florida is kind of going rogue with all this COVID stuff. That is true. I, I do wonder that. And on a side note, you know, Precious at Atua, I forgot his last name or whatever. He has a brother that's named God's Gifts. Just a little side note. How awesome is that? I mean, that's I love great. that. God's Gift. Those are awesome games. <laughs> Names, not games. Well, yeah. I digress. Sorry. Yeah, well, um, I got to pass and definitely echo everything Robbie has said so far because, yeah, I mean, Miami Heat, you got – Gabe, they're setting it up for, for next next offseason, man. I mean – That's why I came to my 
and <laughs> thank, well, thank you. And you know, I quite frankly, I feel like even if it's not Giannis, I mean, you can still make a big splash next season yep. in the off season, right? And just come on, it's gonna be. We talked about this so many times, even after you know, before the finals, after the finals, the Miami Heat are still gonna be a preferred de- destination, and the way they are, and the, the culture thing, you know, like mm-hmm. guys are gonna see that, understand that, you know, like you're gonna want to build legacies and, and win games and win championships. I mean, come do it in a place where we're gonna make it happen, you know. The, if it's Toronto, LA, if it's Miami. So you got to set that up. I like the signings though. Um, very good question about Avery Bradley. From my understanding from this season forward, uh, excuse me, the players have to at least sign a contract. If you opt out, and I think December 1st is that uh, final notification day. If you opt out, apparently you cannot sign a contract in the 2020-21 season. So there's that. So let's hope it is Avery Bradley going to come out and play. I like that, though. I like the way... I don't think they're, like, as good of shooters consistently as, like, a Jay Crowder. But, I mean, they can come around. If you're wide open, just knock a shot down. Just just catch and shoot. All right. Shoot or pass. Not making any big free agency signings is actually a smart move by the New York Knicks. Robbie, shoot or pass. Shoot. And how weird was it to not see the Knicks overpay an aging vet. I was convinced they would roll out the Brinks trucks for Fred Van Vliet. That didn't happen. Then I thought, okay, maybe they'll take on Russell Westbrook's horrendous contract because that's something the Knicks would do. Nope, didn't happen either. At this point, I'm thinking, oh shit, they're gonna pay Melo to come back. Hell no. No, that didn't happen either. <laughs> Just Austin Rivers, who they got on a three-year, $10 million deal with the final two years not being guaranteed. That's not a terrible move. That's shocking. Not terrible. They also flipped Ed Davis for Amari Spellman and Jacob Evans for three second-round picks. Look, I'm not even going to lie. I don't even know who any of these people are, but considering how good the next drafts are about to be, this is also not bad. Leon Rose is out here in New York showing some semblance of competence? Holy shit, 2020 has been a weird fucking year. I'm going to throw a little hot take at y'all. Uh-oh. I don't think the Knicks are going to be the biggest dumpster fire in the league this season. You don't say. Who who do you have a mm. uh, new candidate for that? I... Well, I've mentioned it before. I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the Brooklyn Nets dumpster fire bandwagon right now. Like, I, I, I wanna, I kind of wanna see. You know, I feel like the dumpster fire needs to remain in New York. But we'll see. I don't know. Maybe the Hornets will be a disaster. Maybe the Pistons, but nobody cares about the Pistons. Yeah, care. Maybe the yeah. Clippers will come back and be a disaster. Who knows? That'd be great. Fair enough. How about you, Gabe? How do you feel about the Knicks so far in the free agency period? Yeah, I could care less, so I'm going to shoot on this. Um, I <laughs> don't really give a shit about the Knicks. I, I don't know what they've done. I never invest my time into them. I do have one question. I know they drafted OB Toppin, another forward, of course. But, mm-hmm. And I know they shipped out Portis. So, no, Portis was on a different team. But don't they already have like a million power forwards on the roster as it is? I mean, I feel like they signed. Your, they do. Noel. I just um, I, now now was topping the best player at the time, the best player available. I just feel like like why why do you keep getting forwards? Like who's behind that shit? But either way, like I said, I don't give a shit about the Knicks, so I'm gonna shoot on it. Chevy, take over. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. Just to answer your question there about best player available, because I listened to that draft episode, Isaac Okoro was the other in my opinion other best player available 
So, but Cody, you know, explained it. Yeah, but he left the Cleveland, which was before the Knicks pick. Right. So, well, what Cody was saying were they're interchangeable players. So, if you were to evaluate them, you know, it's like, all right, you draft one, you draft the other. It's kind of interchangeable, whatever. All right. That's I actually think it's a good pick for New York. I mean, you know, I'm sure it is. It's just that they have a lot of players at that position. So, where is he going to fit in? Small forward, shooting guard? I mean, what is he going to do? Right. Well, I, I mean, I'm going to shoot on this first and foremost. And I think that, you know, Rob, you brought up a good point because you don't want to overwhelm yourself with any kind of ridiculous, outrageous contract and just to sign someone to sign someone. They're, they're playing the patience game and that's that's fine, right? Rare. Set yourself up for... <laughs> right. <laughs> so for, for future free agency, for, for drafts, you know, just set yourself up for that because obviously right now you didn't get KD. Kyrie's not there. You didn't get uh, the number one draft pick to take zion williamson so those photoshops are long gone right <laughs> and so you didn't get gordon hayward uh whatever rumors were else out were out there as a knicks fan i mean obviously you're gonna go into a tank mode right so you know at least we can you can come into the season with that expectation versus having some sort of second tier you know all-star that just got this overly paid contract so good job new york good job knicks fans shout out to shout out to our guy uh, josh rodriguez you know he's a one of our uh, good podcasters here that's a genuine Knicks fan. He tweeted anything and everything about the Knicks. I also feel that once Katie spurned them for the Nets, that just put a black mark on the franchise. I mean, they already had a black mark on the franchise to begin with, but I feel like that was like, damn, like we had all this money, you know, Katie and the Mecca, you know, advertising and big money time, and no, the Nets. Well, apparently Katie didn't the- want to go there anyways. <laughs> the shit stain, the shit stain on the Knicks organization is James Dolan. Exactly, and he, owns he is best. the one. So as long as he's there, the Knicks ain't doing shit. That's true. Yep, that is facts. That is facts. All right, shoot or pass. The Los Angeles Clippers got the biggest deal of this free agency by signing Serge Ibaka. Uh, Robbie, shoot or pass. So I was gonna say shoot, and then I got a notification earlier today, which kind of broke down Marcus Saul's contract. Um, and so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say kind of a jump ball because it is a good signing. I, I can't agree, I can't guarantee that Surge is the piece that moves the needle, but this is a good signing by the Clippers. The Raptors were offering him one year, twelve million. And the Clippers got him on a two-year, $19 million deal with a player option in that second year. That's a discount right there. So financially, yeah, that is a steal for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. He's an upgrade defensively over Montrez Harrell. He's won a finals with Kawhi. He's a positive guy in the locker room, which we all know the Clippers really need. But let's be real. He wasn't going to be the guy to make a difference in that Denver series anyway. And, you know, like I just mentioned, that Marcus Gasol deal, two years for 5.3 mil, that's a fucking steal because that guy is definitely an upgrade over JaVale McGee. Sure. So right. it's kind of like a jump ball pass okay. kind of thing. I don't okay. Know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, we're, we're making up new, new ways to shoot. Um, Gabe. I'm confused with the ball. I don't know what to do. Fair enough. Travel. travel. What about you, Gabe? Uh, no. Do, do, um, you, do you have a definite direction to go with the ball right now? Well, it's funny because I have push because I feel like push yeah i'm gonna push this is in the middle it's, it doesn't go one way or the other for me as well i feel like yes yeah, sir gabe has the ball and he trips yeah. that's that's the call I, i'm doing my lebron james i'm traveling i'm running around with the ball wow. trying to find a you know wow. a, wide open, a wide open shooter <laughs> whatever either way i have it as push um harold you know he only think he did better than surge was score but these two players aren't that much different from each other aside from what Robbie said about the contracts and then 
you know, Serge having a ring and all, all that stuff, yada, yada, yada. You know, Serge blocks shots better and he shoots a three slightly better. But the very similar players, aside from that, so I just I just feel like this didn't move the needle one way or the other. It's like it's just okay, we lost Harold, we'll just get another Harold inside, you know, replace him. So like I said, it's a push for me. I'm traveling like LeBron James. I don't know what to do with this, so I'm just you know travel out of bounds, pop, you know, and uh, look at the referee, push. Yeah, I, I mean I I gotta say if if we really had to go one or the other, you know, you, you, I would pass just saying that. There, there are other steals out there, like you mentioned, Robbie. So, and you're kind of in between, right? Like, because it is a good sign. Like, I, I can't hate on that at all. Uh, and I, th- I think it's a great rebound, especially right after you have, uh, you know, you lose uh, Montrez. Like, you lose Montrez like on Friday night. Like, you know, Friday. I believe it was like what the news broke Friday evening, or it was a Saturday morning. Like, you knew right then and there. Like, you have to go out and like replace like Montrez because he was a huge part of your success. So, I think it was a great signing. But yeah, I'll just pass. I think there's you know better better steals out there in, in regards to it. But still a great contract. I agree. Um, one last shooter pass here for you guys. I actually have now that there is a ball in Charlotte. Can Lavar Ball actually beat Michael Jordan one on one? Okay, do you think Michael Jordan? Can be beaten by Levar Ball one on one, and in today's present day, Mister Old Man, what do you have to say? <laughs> Shoot a pass on that. Uh, I, I don't know why we're entertaining this question. Yes, uh, Michael Jordan can destroy Levar Ball one on one. Like, is this a really serious? This is a serious question. Like, what are we doing? And you know, Michael Jordan will want to do it because he cannot run from a challenge. So yes, if they were to play, I'm sure George is that type of guy. He'd be like, you know what? Let me shut this guy up because he holds grudges forever. Even though this is not a real grudge to have. But still, if you slight it, Jordan, you know, he has to prove you wrong. So if they were to play, for sure, Jordan beats that ass nasty and fast. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm just saying, like, based on this, I haven't heard a lot of LeVar, LeVar Ball's trash talk lately. So I would be interested to see something like that, personally, for entertainment purposes. How about you, Robbie? Shoot or pass for the sake of the question. Can LeVar oh. Ball actually beat Michael Jordan one-on-one? Absolutely not. I'm not even fucking passing the ball. I'm tossing that shit into the stands. Okay. <laughs> this we threw this in as like a little funny bonus yeah. because you know Lavar Ball looks like he is in shape. He's talked shit about saying that he could beat Michael Jordan one on one before. And when Lamelo Ball got drafted, I can't lie. That was like the second thing that came up in my head. I was like, oh shit, is the one on one gonna ever happen? And here's what I'm gonna say. And everybody knock on wood. If you're listening to this, go and knock on wood right now. Even if it's fake wood, go knock on it. If the season were to get shut down because of COVID or any other extenuating circumstances, Michael Jordan is going to have to step it up and save us again. I mean, he did it this year with the last dance. He kept us entertained for about a month or two. And he might be able to do it next year with a nationally televised one-on-one game versus LeVar Ball. Gabe, don't act like you wouldn't watch that shit if there was no basketball or football on. <laughs> yeah, we all would. It'd yeah. be a blowout. I'll watch it, but it'd be a blowout, man. Like, really? No. Uh, yeah, I'd be down to watch it, hands down. Yeah, I'll watch it. <laughs> Studs and duds. All right, so with the 2023 agency up and running, contracts being signed, and a new season Coming up here very soon. We have some studs and duds in the very short time that the free agency period has been opened up. So we each will announce one stud, one dud. 
ladies, gentlemen, let's get to it here. Robbie, we'll let you go first. We'll announce our studs of the free agency period. Who do you got so far? My studs, because it's going to be plural, of free agency is the 2017th draft class. Because a lot of their big names got paid with some big rookie max extensions this free agency period. Jason Mm. Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox, and of course, bam, 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 bam. Word. They all could be making over 195 million buckaroos if they get voted onto an all-NBA team or the 2020-21 salary cap rises above $112.4 million. That's fucking wild. Fucking insane. Can one of you please pay off my school loans? Thank you. Facts, facts. That's, that's a very good stud. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, I did see something like that today, the 2017 class. Shout out to those guys. Yeah, and then BI, you know, it's, it's definitely um, a good, a good uh, draft class that got paid so far. Gabe, how about you? How about your studs of free agency so far? <sighs> Surprisingly, it's the Lakers. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> what do we got to say? What do you got to say? I've never seen Let someone announce a stud with <laughs> so much disgust. <laughs> because, look, it's unfair. They got Montrez Harrell on the bench. Like, that was a hell of a pickup. Like I said, I mean, it's a cheat code, man. Like, the team was already good enough for all the players they all actually signed besides him. But, you know, Montrez Harrell off your bench? Like, come on, man. That's that. You can't beat that signing. As of right now, you can't beat that signing. So, you know what? Kudos to the Lakers. And another small stud would be for the Raptors, you know, getting Fred Van Vliet on the cheap contract. So those those are my two studs. Facts, facts. facts. Yeah, I, I, my my stud was is going to be the Lakers. So I I picked the Lakers for obvious reasons, Gabe. I mean, you can't hate this move. You're you're the defending champs, and you go out and and you put a team on paper that looks better than last year's team. But last exactly. year you won the championship, like so. Yeah, that, that's an easy stud so far. Free agency. I mean, the Montrez new. Honestly, guys, did you see Montrez Hill going to the Los Angeles Lakers? <laughs> You see him switching over locker rooms. Yeah, he's a double agent. <laughs> I think, like before Friday, did, did anybody see that like happening? I mean, that's huge. That, that's huge. He's that's the a big deal. Of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Apparently, he had beef with Paul George, so he was I out. Mean, yes or you know, yes? You know, I mean. Speaking of Paul George, I heard this new nickname for him. Somebody called him Way Off P. That Way was great. P. Oh, we said that. <laughs> oh, we said that. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw it somewhere Hold else. On, Somebody ripped you guys off then. Yep, well, they did. (laughs) Oh, my God. Another funny fact about Paul George. So, apparently, Paul George proposed to the stripper that he had a kid with, uh, whose kid he, whatever, this whole fucking drama, look it up. Anyway, he said that she got a ring before he did. And, you know, you can't help but chuckle at Wow. You know, deep down, that hurt him. You know that hurt him to type that shit out. I mean, he typed it, so he posted it, so he must have felt comfortable. So, yep. I mean, all right, well, those those are good studs, guys. How about the duds, Gabe? Are you going to be excited for your duds? Are you excited to know? No, yeah, I'm duds? excited about this one because I've kind of already killed them earlier. But um, the, go, go for it. The dud, unfortunately, is the bad Michael Jordan. So, you know, he once again signs the guy, I guess, who has a name. Probably, the I guess, after Harold. I don't even know. He, he was a name, so he signed to a crazy deal in Gordon Hayward. You know, dude's 30 years old, coming off a of foot surgery, 120. Like, come on, Michael. Michael, what are you doing? You did this with Batum already. That didn't pan out. 
So, you know, it has to be the bad Michael Jordan. For as good as he is as a player, he's been shitty as a GM and an owner. Just the worst. So I'm sorry, Michael. Wait, but is he the is he the GM? No, no, he's the owner now, but I'm saying in general, the way he's been with that team, as long as he's been with that team, all of his signs have been very questionable. And this just adds to the list. Well, you gotta throw in Mitch Kupchak into the conversation yeah. because from what I'm seeing here, he's a Michael president of it, so. operations and general manager. No, you're right, you're right. But throw him in. He's he's kind of funny looking. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> and everybody gives Michael the flag, and it's like, well, his GM is Mitch Kupchak, so it's like, well, but yeah, you know, it goes through maybe obviously Michael's approval and stamp, like you mentioned there. Yeah, today. Michael's that's, that's the a face good deal, of it. So. Yeah, at the absolutely. end of the day, he is to be held accountable for all this. Yeah, so we're, we have to hold. Yeah, we have to hold high, high standards there. Well, you know, I, I would I have to agree with that though, Gabe. I would have to absolutely agree with that. I I don't know. I don't know what's Charlotte's kind of like that. Just I don't know. I don't have to how to describe that team. And you know, they're in the division with us. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> You're gonna so, beat them every year, man. It's weird, right? The Magic and the Heat—they're in our division, making it look like shit. But uh. <laughs> Anyways, Robbie, who's your dud? My dud of this year's NBA free agency is Dwight Howard. <laughs> because he... <laughs> He's a clown. He almost got me into a damn car accident with the bizarre turn of events surrounding him and this whole free agency shit. Mm. I'm driving around Tucson. And because I don't know my ass or my elbow when it comes to directions, I have to use Google Maps on my phone. And obviously, I have notifications turned on my phone for NBA news on Twitter. So I, I'm driving, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm, I just moved into a new apartment. So I'm trying to fill this shit up because it's significantly bigger than my last apartment. And so I'm driving around. I get a notification about Dwight's tweet where he's like, I'm staying right where I belong. Purple and gold never gets old. And then a few minutes later, my phone starts fucking spazzing out with notifications, starting with Shams saying something along the lines of Dwight Howard actually hasn't made a deal with the Lakers yet. And then my, my fucking Google Maps starts spazzing out. So now I'm lost. I'm making illegal U-turns. I'm, at this point, I'm somewhere Damn. in the fucking desert. I don't have Mike Ehrmantraut to fucking save me. Mike. No water, no sunscreen. <laughs> On all accounts, Dwight Howard basically just, like, committed involuntary manslaughter on my ass. So, and then an hour later, he mm. signs with the Sixers, like, to cap it all off. And you're just like, what the fuck just happened here? <laughs> it's the most Dwight Howard shit ever. That yep. is. That's so weird. Yeah, I saw that. I was, like, I was confused. I'm, like, reading Sham's timeline, like, Sunday, Saturday morning. I'm like, wait. Dwight Howard? I don't know, man. Hey, and I mean, he tweet. You, you could tell he tweeted that first tweet with so much conviction. He's just like, mm, yeah. I'm staying here. I'm getting another ring. Psych! He got his ring. Now he's going for the money. Yeah. I mean, it's got it's got to be just a dominoes fell. And he was like, all right, yeah, I, I'm not going to be needed here. Peace. So, well. Well, know. so apparently what happened was that uh, for, I guess the, the Lakers front office was having no communication with him. They were speaking only to his agent. Mm -hmm. And it was like a like a hypothetical deal that they had with him. But, you know, obviously in that hypothetical deal, there was nothing written, there was nothing signed, and yeah. the Lakers were obviously surveying the market because there were probably better options than Dwight Howard out there. Yeah. And I guess Dwight Howard got impatient and was like, you know, well, here's the writing on the wall. doesn't look like these people are going to sign me or they're just going to wait around. I ain't got time for this. I'm going to Philadelphia. And maybe Philadelphia will be well, better. Well, good luck. Good luck there. Know. 
good, Philadelphia yeah. was kind good of a luck. hot mess last year. Yeah, good luck. Good luck there. I mean, they're turning things around. We'll see. Um, yeah, my duds uh, is a team that, <laughs> I don't know, it's probably a good thing. It doesn't involve Gordon Hayward, so you know where I'm going with this. We, we may need to invite Tommy Freeze Pops to come back to this podcast. Oh, yes. Because I'm giving this to the Boston Celtics. I, I was looking hey. for... I, kind of put an ounce of faith into Danny Ainge this time and said he might just pull the trigger and do something this time. All right, let's look at this free agency period on paper right now, guys. We have Jeff Teague, Tristan Thompson uh, that joined the Celtics, right, in free agency period. Then you look at the starting lineup. All right, there's, let's say, Tristan Thompson, Jeff Teague. Uh, you keep Tice. Uh, I don't know. You know, you go small, put Jeff Teague. I mean, if you want to ship Kemba to the shooting guard area, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, right? Don't on forget paper. Taco Fall. <laughs> of course, yeah, this Taco Fall. Now, on paper, I mean, guys, come on, on paper, are, are we considering this team getting better or improving? While Meanwhile, we're, we just talked about Milwaukee, adding Drew Holiday, adding a couple veterans to the bench. You talk, We talk about, guys, the Atlanta Hawks convinced Rondo and Gallinari to join them. Like the Atlanta Hawks, what? How many games did, they didn't even get an invite to the bubble? How many games they won like thirteen games last season? Don't quote me on that. <laughs> like the Atlanta Hawks <laughs> were able to get Gallinari, who was a we talked about, we we hyped him up as a good free agent, right? Rajon Rondo goes there. Toronto keeps Red Van Vliet, loses Ibaka. Okay, whatever. Siakam gets more room to work with. The Pacers still a team you considered. Obviously, they didn't re- really make any significant moves yet. Miami still bolsters down with Avery Bradley, Ariza, or, excuse me, um, Mo Harkless as well. Uh, we talked about those signings. And here's Danny. In my opinion, did do you guys think the Boston got better, like on, on paper right now with no. Tristan Thompson? No, they're exactly I mean, the same. Gordon, okay, Gordon Hayward opting out probably saved them a little bit of money, right? Gave them a little bit of cap space, relief for the future, whatever. It is what it is. And then you have all these draft picks. And like Tommy explained, it's, you know, he's like, you know, you have these draft picks. Uh, we listened to uh, Cody on the last episode where he was talking about how Danny Ainge just hoards these draft picks. And it's just like <laughs> Cody said they have 35 players. It feels like it's like, what are you doing with these draft picks? I mean, here's the thing. I think that if you go in and you try to get you, you play the trade game, you, you just want to hit big, right? James Harden, Russell Westbrook becomes available in the midseason. Uh, I don't know, these annoying rumors that Clay Thompson was tired of Golden State and he just wants to move on and Danny Ainge might make a play for him. Like, who the hell made these up? I don't know, but that's out there, right? <laughs> I don't care. If, you, if you're going to make a play, like make a play for one of these guys and, and you're going to need a third superstar next to these young guys because they're not going to do it. Like, this team is not going to get over the hump. Like, you were so, so close, but the Miami Heat were, clearly are and still are a better team than you. What are you doing? What are you doing, Danny Age? I just don't feel like Boston's gotten better at all. And they're the one team that I felt like could can and can compete and could potentially win the East, depending on what they do this offseason. And this is the window of opportunity. Unless Danny Age sits around and says, Well, my guys are still young. Let's wait a couple more years. I don't I don't know. The Eastern Conference to me got better all but Boston. I agree. I feel like he doesn't know yeah, what to do with the picks. He's just confused as to what to do with them. He doesn't know what to do with them. And I will say with Jalen Brown, it, you know, if teams are calling you and they're saying, hey, we'll give you an all-star, but we want Jalen Brown, I get it. Jalen Brown is, to me, signed to a decent contract. I mean, it starts off at about $22 million here. I think it kicks in this season. Goes up a couple mil every year. He's still not going to make over $30 million a year with that contract. It's a four-year, $107 million deal, I believe, around ballpark figure right there. 
So it's a pretty good contract, and you've gotten some great play out of Jalen Brown lately. I mean, 20 points per game. He's shooting the ball 48% this season, uh, six rebounds, five assists a game, uh, one or the other, interchangeable, whatever it is. But you you get the picture. Like He's he's basically signed to a solid contract. I wouldn't want to give him up either. So I don't know. But if you're a Boston, I, it's not like I'm advocating for Boston. I just, I don't know. I want to see them be able to do some good for my boy Tatum. That's all. I mean, if it makes our path to the fi- back to the finals easier, goodbye, Boston. Have fun with fucking Tristan Thompson and the Kardashians. Yeah, they can go to hell. Shoot or pass all NBA teams. All right, for our last segment here, we're going to get into the all NBA teams. And for this segment, our category is all NBA free agency signings. So we'll go through five different signings here that we enjoyed and we will put on our all NBA team. Rob, you want to go first? We'll let you. Yeah, and I'll I'll run through these relatively quickly because I feel like there's going to be we're gonna probably have a few in common here oh, yeah. sure. and there might be one that that will tug at your heartstrings chevy mm. so let's okay. get to it all right first one katie to the warriors in 2016 i mean we all know what happened there he won two straight finals mvps and helped the warriors win back-to-back titles uh lebron to the heat in 2010 i mean oh, damn who can forget the iconic decision that he made where Classic. he goes, I will be taking my talents to South Beach. And thus the birth of the Heatles, who made it to the finals yeah, every yeah, year yeah. he was there. One, two. He also got two of his four finals MVPs down there and got two regular season MVP awards as well. Great signing. And, you know, if we're going to talk about LeBron going to the Heat, we also got to talk about Chris Bosch going to the Heat in 2010 because he was kind of the third wheel and he had to compromise the most for the sake of winning here. He was like the third wheel between LeBron and Dwayne Wade, but he still put up all-star numbers. And, you know, it's a shame that his career ended the way it did. Um, Up next, I got to throw this guy in here. Chauncey Billups to the Detroit Pistons in 2002. I mean, he made a name for himself with these Pistons. In his first year, the Pistons won 50 games and made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. He became nicknamed Mr. Big Shot that season. And then they went on to beat, well, Chauncey and the Pistons went on to beat Shaq and Kobe and the Lakers. And, you know, they won the title. He won the NBA Finals MVP, made it again to the finals in the next season, even though they lost to the Spurs. The Spurs, you know, he was a great player for the Pistons, and that was a great acquisition. And, you know, I can't round this list out without throwing in Shaq to the mm-hmm. Lakers in 96. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Even though I was too young to remember this, I was four. Like a fetus. By the way, I <laughs> I was already out of the fetus, Gabriel. <laughs> I I I I've watched the uh, thirty for thirty on this on the magic, uh, this magic moment. Which guys, if you haven't watched it, it's so fucking good. Uh, I've watched yeah, it a I've, bunch I've of times. It. It's fantastic, and. Mm-hmm. You know, the fir- after the first time I watched it, I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube just to watch uh, Shaq and the Magic in the 90s and all their highlights and stuff. And we're always going to wonder what if because mm-hmm. of Shaq's departure from the Orlando Magic. And obviously it worked out pretty well for Shaq. He got paid, won three consecutive titles, uh, and became a basketball icon with the Lakers. But I think Chevy... May have some PTSD from this one. Um, I don't know if he yeah. wants to elaborate on this, but I mean, <laughs> again, 
ESPN 30 for 30, the, this magic moment, uh, Shaq and the Orlando Orlando Magic back in the 90s, what could have been of that team had they retained Shaq? Crazy, crazy. No, no it, it's a good 30 for 30. Yep, I, did, I had to watch that as a Magic fan. And How about you, Gabe? Okay, well, she covered Braun and KD, so those were obvious. I do like Paul, oh, sorry, uh, Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen to the Celtics because they won a championship in the first year. So that was big, obviously. And trust me, the Cel- that Celtics team won't let you forget that they won a championship together. I feel like every year they act like the 72 Dolphins and they get together to celebrate one championship. Like, guys, <laughs> stop. Stop it. We know. We remember. Got it. Cool. She did mention the Pistons about uh, Chauncey Billups. I actually, actually think it's Rasheed Wallace. He was, even though, you oh, know, yeah. Billups got the MVP, finals MVP, Rasheed Wallace was very pivotal in that uh, championship run. Um, he was pretty much hard to guard, and he was everywhere defensively. He could shoot the three. He was a heat killer with those daggers. Oh, my God. I, I love Rasheed Wallace. He, he's just one of my favorite players ever. You guys know this. <clears throat> and um, the last one... Let me be honest with you guys. I completely skipped this topic because <laughs> I, 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 I missed it for whatever reason. I did not see it. So I'm going wow. off the fly. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> You didn't have your reading glasses on when you were preparing just, for the show? I skipped show? to the jerseys. I don't know why I didn't see that little topic there. But, um, yeah, uh, my last one, let me just say, I guess Sam Cassell to the Timberwolves, even though they didn't win the championship, but when you bought him to pair with uh, Wally Zerbiak and Kevin Garnett, I know I'm going back a little bit. Uh, that was when I think Garnett was the MVP of the year, uh, of the league that year. Uh, you know, Sam Cassell, he was very underrated, and he really helped them be a, a Western Conference uh, powerhouse in that time frame. Unfortunately, they ran to the Lakers and the Spurs, and, you know, the rest is history. Facts, facts. Yeah, I mean, mine's pretty similar to Robbie's there for the most part. Uh, it's so funny because, like, I didn't expect the, the Shaq one from you, Robbie, because that was one of mine. Um, as sad as it was as, uh, from Orlando perspective, it's still one of the most historical and like, creation signings. You know, you look and see what he done, what he did in LA. It was, it's pretty incredible. He built up a whole name for himself. He, he was able to take advantage of the Hollywood life and then win championships. And then obviously he out and went to Miami and win, win championships too. So, uh, mm-hmm. well, one championship, I should say. Uh, so yeah, definitely those KD 17, obviously that's like one of the most historical ones as well. We will never, ever see something like that with the amount of cap you know, space that was available and the jump in cap space. So it's such a unique situation. Um, I'm going with LeBron, both LeBron's uh, 2014 and 2010. 2010, obviously, didn't want, didn't agree with it at the time. Definitely, you know, it's it's a Florida thing. Can't root for the Heat. He was a hater. But, yeah, I, it's, it's still incredible. It happened. Like, we really saw three All-Stars get together, and they went on to go to those championship, a couple of back-to-back championships, and then also finals runs. Um, definitely. Those two LeBrons, uh, free agency signings, and the 2014 one. What's more incredible about that is that he actually brought a, a championship to Cleveland. Obviously, was down, you know, in that series in the finals, and it was against the 73 and nine Golden State Warriors. So definitely an incredible signing there. And then you have, I gotta go. I gotta go with the last one with uh, Andre Ingadala because when he signed there. He actually won a championship in a finals MVP trophy. And that's also pretty special. You know, you don't think a guy would just go there to be a complimentary player and a main defender. And you come out with a damn two trophies. Not it just actually one, matter. 
Yeah, he, it's it's crazy. You win that over, you know, your star, your all-star players. So I think that's like another key free agency that shouldn't that gets underrated, overlooked though. You know, obviously he's not he wasn't a superstar at the time, but just his history and signing there and being able to wow, I'm the finals MVP. All right, really quickly here, guys, as you all have seen, hopefully, on the social medias for these teams, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you get your NBA news at, all NBA City Edition jerseys is what we're going to do here to end the show really quickly. Uh, so we picked five of the top NBA City Edition jerseys that we've liked so far for the 2020 edition, by, by the way. Robbie, what do you like? We'll let you go first. Ladies first. You have a, you know, you might have a more of a thing for fashion versus me and Gabe. Yeah, I don't. I guess maybe. Thanks. I'll take that compliment. Uh, <laughs> can I be honest here though? Can I be honest here though? None of these jerseys really blew my mind, but I'll, I'll throw in. I'll throw in like five that piqued my interest. So uh, I gotta throw in the Hawks because you know they they kind of dedicated it to Martin Luther King. They have the MLK across their tests which uh, is a nice touch on history and social justice all in one. Uh, I like the Hornets jersey. I do like that pale mint color on, on what they're calling the Buzz City jer- jerseys and then the little gold Hornet that they have on the shorts. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I like the Chicago Bulls jersey because of the typeface that they use to spell out Chicago and the jersey number. It gives me like these um, great Gatsby Art Deco-y vibes and you know, they threw in some gold in there, with which meshes really well with the red and black. Um, what else? Oh, the Portland Trailblazers. Their jerseys, if you look on the sides of their jerseys, it features Oregon's landscape. And it's in the color of the tribal nations that have been calling that area home forever. I mean, I guess that's the least we could do after we invaded their land, gave them diseases, and killed them, right? And then for my last team, uh, I got Sacramento. Sacramento's jerseys look very nice very clean i mean they do kind of like look like the heat's vice waves jerseys but whatever i mean they're they're all right i didn't i wasn't like blown away by any of these jerseys yeah for me i only like four um the throwback next uh throwback nets jersey you know it just reminded me of a uh, draz and petrovic i know i'm going way back you know the uh croatian uh, superstar who most people thought would be the one to challenge Michael Jordan back in the day. Unfortunately, he passed tragically in a car accident. But the jerseys, the throwback Nets jerseys, it just reminds me of him in that time. Um, the San Antonio has a clean, classic feel to it. You know, a simple San Antonio. I'm a simple guy. You know what I, you know what I do. Charlotte's Buzz City is nice and hard. What? What? What was that? Basic? Simple? What? I called you a simp. I'm a simp. There you go. That's not good, but yeah, I'm a simp. Um, <laughs> yeah, Buzz City is hard as well. I like the way it looks. And uh, Chicago's jersey reminds me of Al Capone in the Chicago outfit. It just has that old school, like, 60, 50s and 60s look to it. So yeah, the Chicago jerseys are pretty dope. Facts, facts. I, I gotta say, uh, for mine, I like the Charlotte. Their ones with the gold. Uh, that gold edition is very clean. I just wish they were a championship team. That's the only beef with it. So they haven't really won anything. But those are really nice jerseys to I have. Still I still buy mean, the jerseys though. They're nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that's what I was saying. I think like these are some really nice. The trim of that, you know. Hopefully, there's a player that you can, maybe you can get a, a Gordon Hayward uh, jersey for that for that Charlotte. Hell no. Um, I, 
I agree with the Spurs though too. It's very simple, but the Fiesta, like bringing back that old, you know, uh, bright colors that I and I enjoyed that court. You know, the '90s. It's just that you know traditional '90s look. Oh yeah, those are cool colors to see. Uh, I wanted to give a shout out to the Suns though. The reason why I'm laughing is because if you guys remember, remember the promo a couple weeks ago where Kelly Oubre is sitting out with a Lamborghini and holding a horse in some like Western town. <laughs> Did you guys get to see how they they debuted the jerseys and promoted them? Yeah, so it's Kelly Oubre with a horse. And he's holding That's a awkward. horse. Yeah, he's got jeans on. He's got like a, a gun holster, but there's no gun in there, obviously. <laughs> he's he's with the jersey, right? Is that what yeah. I'm going to have to wear to Phoenix games out here? Yes, you're going to have to wear that. So basically, Phoenix Suns have a nice, it says the Valley. It's all black. <laughs> it's very similar to the Spurs, but they have their own like purple and orange, I believe. But it's a very clean cut jersey. I like it. Um, the Warriors, the orange and dark blue, they're bringing back those you know, Warrior days and from back. Oakland? You know, yeah, those Oakland days, and I, I like that orange and blue taste. It looks, it looks really clean. They've done, they've done those jerseys really well. And I actually one, I was doing research on the jerseys just to see what I missed today. And the Memphis Grizzlies did debut some jerseys today. Uh, uh, they also did add a gold trim. It's a black jersey. It's a gold trim, and it has like a little turquoise ish um, trim to it. Now they are honoring stack records and the life of Isaac Hayes. So. That's pretty much. They have a few designs implemented there. It's kind of like down the side of the jersey. So very cool. So you guys should check that out. But again, another little goldish look to it. So yeah, shout out to those teams, man. You guys got some clean jerseys. The Magic did the white and orange this year. I'm not really a fan of it. So <laughs> I was, I was like wondering, like, is he gonna mention the Magic jersey? Like, what's his style? Like? Probably terrible. Y'all know what? Game? Yeah. Oh. Well, I got, I got the one that's the gray and orange one. Um, that apparently, you know, I won't be able to sport it that much for Jonathan Isaac out for the season. So maybe it's time to pick up a new jersey. Maybe I'll get one for Christmas. We'll ask Santa. <laughs> I got to start clicking jerseys again. Yeah. yeah. I like, oh, I yeah. Like these, I feel like these jerseys are a little bit, yeah, they have been way better than the last, at least, what would you say, 15 years, Gabe? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. High school, about 15 years ago. That, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty, kind of like the last time you were wearing jerseys. Actually, about 17 or 18 years ago. Damn, 18 years oh. ago in high school. Shit. <laughs> wow. Hey, Robbie, he said it. He said it. Oh, he sure did. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to be collecting jerseys and wearing them, like that one picture you sent us with that Celtics jersey on, with your muscles flexing for your dear life, you're probably holding your breath in so hard. And, 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 that, and that hand placement on your hips. Oh, my God. We could start a whole fucking album on Instagram. Yeah, bro, of just you we never know where to put our hands. Our hands are just like in the way. It's like, where do I put these shits? Yeah, I know you. You men and your and your hand placements. It's it's one finger, two fingers. Sometimes hands are on the hips. Sometimes it's like kind of hovering over your mouth. Sometimes you guys are throwing up gang signs. I don't get it. Terrible. She's right. I, I mean, she's absolutely my right. Favorite That's what She's a hundred percent right. My favorite one is when you guys like strategically like pose both of your arms covering your your. Ugh. Awful. Your balls. You're just like standing there. You're like, you know what? Maybe my triceps will pop out a little bit if I flex yeah. in this pose. That's what it, it's what it is. It's just a little bit of flex, you know? When you're feeling yourself. Uh, for sure. Terrible. Like for women, it's easy. You just suck in your stomach, stick oh. your ass out, and just hope for the best. Mm. Or you do both hands on one hip. Yeah, you can kind of do that. What else do you do? Oh, you, oh, you got to stick your hip out and like 
you don't, you turn your back to the camera, but then you turn your face to the camera because that, like, you know, gives the appearance of a bigger booty. Yeah, you get that side booty meat. Okay. You would know about that game. Yes. So this is uh, our segment of fashion and picture posing with Robbie and Gabe. <laughs> I like big Thank butts you. and I cannot lie. All right, that's it. I'm done. Sorry. Right. Well, we can, we can wrap the show up now. Um, you got any shout outs? Any shout outs that you guys want to give for this week? Ladies first. You know, and... In the spirit of Thanksgiving, I'll, I'll shout you guys out. You know, I'm grateful for you guys Aww. and Baseline Times and this pod for being mm-hmm. my little outlet to mm-hmm. talk about basketball and posing for photos. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So that's it, really. Thank and, you. And, yeah. I, and I really? can talk shit. Yeah, same. T- yeah. I love yeah. talking shit. Yeah. We've had so much fun. Well, the, the NBA season is starting back up, so we'll have a lot more shit to talk. So, I, yeah. that's Thank you. Same to you. How about you, Gabe? Did you prepare a, at least a shout out? I didn't have to prepare one because it was easy. I'm shouting out my damn self because in Mario Jackson's fantasy league, I'm number one. I went from number six to number one. Like, like yo, tell these boys to stop fucking with me, dog. Like, I am the guy. I'm the god. You can't a fantasy beat me in fantasy, dog. So I'm going to take the title again. And, and Mario has a nice belt that we're getting this year. Instead of money, it's a, yeah. it's a championship yep. belt. I yep. want that it shit. It is. Yep, yep, it is. And uh, by the way, did you get the uh, the invite for basketball this season? Yep, I'm ready so for that too. Yeah, we're ready for that. Absolutely. Let's go. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And also, everyone, check out Gabe's fades and faves as well. So you want to make sure every fantasy football week. I think I think you've done a pretty good job, Gabe. You you have helped me rescue a team to um. It started zero and five, and I almost made the playoffs. Yeah, you if know, you just start zero and five, maybe feel like at three losses we'll be a little in better shape. But five is hard hey, to come back from. I had the number one pick, Christian McCaffrey. Just can't he killed everybody. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, so you know, that gotta gotta take my loss there. Um, I, you know, it's so funny because I wanted to shout out to Demario Jackson. It was his birthday on Sunday, so true. Obviously, we want to give one of our own a birthday shout out. <laughs> but now, Cave Lloyd just kind of killed that. But hey, you know what? It's all good. Happy birthday, Demo. And I'm sure he he will definitely want to be back with us soon because the NBA is his is his thing too, and he's definitely excited about the season. I got one more shout uh, out so to you, actually. Go, go for oh wow he's got two wow holy go, go shit it's, okay, calm down. it's a shout out and a call out i want to call out mr chris or oh, my bad lyris cormier i know you i know you're listening bruh Taysom hill that's all i gotta say Taysom hill remember the name Taysom hill mr cormier that's it Okay, beautiful. Well, we actually want to just make sure we let the people know where to find you at, Gabe Robbie. Where can the people find you at before we end the show today? At Robin Hood with an H and a Y on Instagram and Twitter. The champ can be found at Gabe XL on both platforms. Holla at your boy. I'm going to laugh if you crash and burn. Boy, if I do, oh my God. <laughs> oh, man. And as always, you guys can find me at Baseline Chevy on the Twitter and also follow us at Baseline Times on Instagram, Twitter. You can find us at www.baselinetimes.com. We have our NFL weekly picks, uh, spreads, over-unders, also straight-up picks. Check out the college football gang as well. Those guys are doing wonders. Uh, Shout-out to our partners at TallySite. They're also giving us uh, insight to how well we're doing every week. So you can see the retweets at Baseline Times on Twitter. And also make sure you do follow us. 
along this journey of the offseason in the NBA. We got a lot coming up and a lot of season preview coming up for the NBA. We're about less than a month away from the NBA tip. And uh, also, you know, happy Thanksgiving, everybody that's listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Stay safe out there, people. Yes. Bye-bye.